0: Welcome to the Ghost Train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome on board the Ghost Train. I've got an awesome guest on this week's show, Melissa from the hit podcast, The Haunted Ride. If you haven't heard of The Haunted Ride, you need to go check it out. Melissa does a fantastic job of blending the spiritual and the paranormal. Here's a taste of what you can expect on The Haunted Ride.
1: Hi, my name is Melissa and I'm the host of Haunted <coughs> a paranormal and spiritual podcast. Every week I share some of my own personal stories and a few of yours as well. We talk about things from spirits to ghosts, demons, angels, cryptids, or any experience that just seems a little too weird, and you honestly can't call it normal. What if you communicated with a ghost, you feel other people's emotions? Maybe you're questioning if you're an empath, medium, or could even be a psychic. Well, we cover that too. So join me every Monday on your favorite podcast player and tune in as we talk about all the great and sometimes scary things that happen through this haunted journey we call life. Because ghosts are out there. And if you're not careful, they will get you.
0: We sat down and chatted for hours and we actually had some really weird and kind of unnerving things happen throughout our interviews. And I say interviews because I had her as a guest on the ghost train and then we flipped it and Melissa interviewed me on her show, The Haunted Ride. Now the two of us want you to listen intensely to our conversation because we definitely picked up something coming through on one of our microphones. And I know I add music to the show, so be sure to pay close attention. If you hear something that we happen to miss during our editing, write to us and please let us know. Also, you have to go check out my interview on The Haunted Ride and let me know what you think of it. During this episode of The Ghost Train, Melissa and I discussed her experience with a mysterious black cat statue with glowing green eyes, the foggy shadow man that haunted her closet, and of course, her awesome podcast, The Haunted Ride. She's got lots going on in the world of the paranormal, and I think you're going to love our chat. So sit back, strap yourself in, and get ready to ride... Um, let's call this one the Haunted Ghost Train Ride. Welcome on board this special edition of the Ghost Train Podcast. I'm joined by Melissa the host of the hit podcast, The Haunted Ride. Welcome on board the GT, Melissa. I'm really excited to be chatting with another paranormal podcaster like yourself. Now, on your show, The Haunted Ride, you and your guests talk about all things paranormal and spiritual. What have been some of your most memorable, scary guests so far on your show?
1: Well, so, all right. So I'll give you my most memorable one. It was... Which this is not. This is probably what you were not thinking about, but that's, we're, we're going to make it a surprise for the first one. Mm. So, um, like you said, I do do some spiritual work, and one of the people who I had been helping, she listens to the podcast. She reached out to me, and she's like, "Hey." So she writes me this long, long email, and and I had to preface this before I, I go into what she said. I was recording one day and turned around started listening to the material so I could edit it out edit my ums edit all you know that those lovely things that we get to do and I'm talking and talking talking and I have a sentence and I remember even when I was editing the sentence I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep it I didn't really know how I felt about it I thought maybe I should say it a little bit of a different way and then I hear "Mm mm-hmm So the thing about that is, is I'm the only one in this house. So I don't know where the uh, came from. And I was like, all right, spirit. Thank you for agreeing with me. Um, (laughs) If you could maybe not freak me out when you do it, because I didn't hear it and I have really sensitive hearing. (laughs) So the, and I know my house is not haunted. I mean, I, I have what I call spirit guys and all that stuff or, you know, and so on, but I knew that, so it's like okay, cool. So we'll just leave it like that. And I, you know, had to be really like she said it almost right on top of what I said. Like if you were having a normal conversation, somebody's agreeing with you, and I had hmm. to actually be very careful about how I cut it out. And I should have kept it as like a little side EVP. I did not. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's so, crazy. Yes. Yeah, so so now this is the only one experience that I had had, and I, you know, just left it alone. Didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew. So Sorry. then I get this email from this lady that I've been helping. She writes me this long email. I get towards the bottom. She's like, oh, by the way, I had to tell you. On your previous episode, you said that you, you know, do the do the podcast by yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I almost dropped whatever I had in my hand because I frequently hear somebody in the background of your episodes. Oh. I hear them talking. I hear them laughing. I hear it so often that i thought you had someone there with you who was like like your co-host of the podcast
0: yeah
1: i you do
0: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> you have like your spirit i don't know if you ever watched howard stern but you know do you remember robin
1: oh god no i never watched it
0: I'm, oh, i i'm 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 a, I'm, I'm a closet
1: animal to... i don't know anything <laughs>
0: But, yeah, he had a sidekick, and she would just, like, laugh all the time and shoot in a few comments, and you got uh, a spirit version of that.
1: Yes. Now, it's actually gotten more often after that. So, I think, like, a couple episodes later, she said K. So, Hmm. you know, because she has has an attitude. (laughs) So, she said K. Then, a couple episodes out of that, I got laughter. And then, one of them she cursed and i was like i looked at her like are you serious right <laughs> this
0: is a family show
1: <laughs> no, i think that ship sailed after episode one <laughs> we can definitely we can say that sure of course yeah oh of yeah yeah. Why i not, don't right? have a potty bath at all <laughs> exactly so, yeah that's my most memorable one
0: <laughs> that's hilarious that something similar happened to me but wasn't at my house i don't think so I was talking to a gentleman in the UK called, and his his uh, Instagram feed is called Phantasma Paranormal. His name is Jack. And when oh. I was talking to him, all of a sudden, and I, this is as I'm re-listening to it and editing it, just like you were saying. And we were talking about the spirits in his house and how he's trying to get rid of them or something along those lines. And all of a sudden you just see this. No. Nope. And, <laughs> like, and I sent it to him. I'm like do you remember like, was there anyone else there when we were talking? Cause I know that there was no one there for me. And, and he's like, no, man, there was no one there. And I have never heard that noise before, but it is so creepy. And I was like, Oh my God. So I did post it on my Instagram feed, but that's, that's the stuff that you start picking up with all these different audio equipment, Right. So yes. that that's it's really so cool.
1: Interesting that like, you know, I mean, I know that we use microphones and, we try to use as best quality as we can for the podcast because people are going to be listening to it. But you would never think that it's going to pick up a little sound like <laughs> EVP around you. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so creepy.
1: Oh Ooh. God! So, but really is crazy.
0: there? Do you think that's your spirit guide? What and who yeah. do you think?
1: It's? So, I work with spirit guides and a lot of different entities, and so I I knew who it was. Mm. I just a lot of times that those particular entities that I work with they want to be private. so the fact that like oh no, she's out here living her best life on a podcast <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Kind of, yeah like that I was like, oh my goodness look at you you're you're trying to be more popular than i I've ever I mean I never and I don't know if it was just because I had just you know I mean i I'd had the podcast now for that time like over six months so I had Mm -hmm. never had that with anything else I'd ever worked with I didn't really know where that came from but Mm. she wanted to be heard and so I just kind of chalked it up with maybe because I didn't hear it like the thing is like I like I listen back through speakers so Mm -hmm. obviously yes they don't catch up like all the little invisible bumps and choins and whatever in and noises that you'll get from headphones sometimes like I still think my audio sounds clear but yeah, of course, I could have missed it, but I didn't hear it. So, for somebody else, too, I almost feel like that person, like the way I explained it was, I almost feel like that person needed to hear it. Just, like, in that moment when, when I heard the, mm-hmm, I was over here questioning, like, this whole, like, it was, like, a good, like, 5 minutes like, segment. And I was questioning if I should keep it, if I should have said it better, did I ramble? Because, you know, sometimes you start talking and you, if you have, like, I had a dog at a time, so my if my dog's out barking, I got to pause and I come back. And I'm trying to remember where I, you know, stopped off on, but it, yeah. it, I didn't know if it was just bad audio that shouldn't be in there and that mm -hmm, like made me kind of get out of that like self-doubt part Hmm. and go you know what yeah like this does need to be in here and I actually had heard back from a couple people who were like you know thank you so much for the episode or how it was done or whatever and you know that's always great to hear but I I really needed that for that portion of the episode that I had
0: that's perfect yeah I know and it made your podcast better right so yeah, yeah, cool. yeah helping you out in a way, right? So mm-hmm. that's really cool. And what kind of what made you get dedicated to the paranormal? Is there like a backstory to that? What's your origin?
1: Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm yes. guessing uh, it's gotta be pretty wild.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I lived in a haunted house, and oh
0: my god.
1: When I was younger, uh, I, I in my okay, so slightly personal. When I was born, I almost died. Um numerous times actually and so I know sometimes people say that like oh you know when you die at any time you kind of cross over the other side and you come back I when I was four I had dreams of like a past life and when I finally decided that I wanted to live this life so I I don't really think it was that I remember specifically going like no I don't want to do it (laughs) like no like I don't no, thank you like that sounds horrible please no and they were like well you kind of got to so yeah. that I, I remember that and um I was always a very strange kid um he I, I even as a baby like when I was a baby I was born with purple eyes and it was partially due to how I was born some of the complications of my birth and um I would my, my mom said that, you know, people because they like to invade your personal space when you're pregnant and you're walking around, they just take the hands, and put them right on. you, just right on your stomach. <laughs> and she, I would physically move as a baby away from certain people.
0: Wow.
1: And um, even when I was a child, she said I would do the same thing as a child. People would come up and be like, oh, you have such a beautiful baby, whatever. And. They would, you know, go to touch me or touch my hand or something and I would move away from them. Right. And I've kind of just like thought for me and, and actually my I found out a story, a, a little ghost story that I had when I was two that I didn't even remember or know anything about. But I, I think that like I've just always been that way. And then the house we lived in didn't make it any better. <laughs> and Boy, then, um, it,
0: right?
1: <laughs> Yeah, it amplified it. And then on top of that, my family was really into a particular spiritual practice. And so my grandmother, she made the paranormal spirituality seem normal. So it wasn't mm-hmm. until she died that I thought it was not normal. And that mm-hmm. was like, that was like almost like throwing cold water on me and leaving me there without a towel. And I was like, oh, my God, like, like oh, wait, okay, so this isn't normal, but I thought it was normal. Like, this is what my whole oh. life has been. And, yeah, it was, it was a tough time to try to Sounds figure like out stuff.
0: That's insane. Yeah. So I know that, like, all the listeners at the Ghost Channel are going to want to hear your absolute <laughs> scariest paranormal experience. So do you want to kind of indulge us in that? Oh,
1: my scariest one. I would say... Can I give you two? Because I've got two that are sure. like right on the level.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So I think I was like somewhere between like well, I had I had to be like younger than seven. So probably like five okay. or six. And due to some stuff that was going on in my household, I slept in bed with my grandmother and my mother. We all slept in the same bedroom
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the back bedroom. And this is also the bedroom that had, like, a little portal in the closet. But I found out about that much later. So, my mom brought this little cat statue home. And it was an all-black cat statue with green eyes. And they were, like, normal green eyes, you know? But I hated that statue. Like, she gave it to me. Like, she's like, oh, you know, look at the statue. Because you keep talking about how you want a cat. Look at the statue. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to hold it. Like, get it. Like, I... Had an immediate like just didn't like it So I started having Nightmares Pretty much right After it came in the house That there was a big Long hallway and that hallway Connected and passed every single Room in the house every single one So if you wanted to go to From like a bedroom to like the living room A bedroom to the kitchen you had to walk down that Hallway and also the front door Was on that hallway too Hmm And where my mom had put the cat statue was kind of a little, uh, kind of like on like a little table away from the front door in the foyer area, but by the front door. So it was in that hall. And I would have these horrible nightmares that I would, for some reason, and I would always have nightmares all the time. Like this, it wasn't just this one, but this one was reoccurring. That I would want to go to the kitchen specifically for a warm glass of milk. I would go look at the cat statue and its eyes would glow green at night. And this is this is in like real life. That's the eyes glowed green at night and in the dream they were glowing. And it would freak me out and I would go to run past the cat statue and it would come to life and grow out to be basically the size of a panther and with its claws embed them in my ankle and drag me. And I Ooh. would always wake up right before it dragged me to wherever it was trying to get me to.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I had this dream for a solid two weeks, every single night. Now, my mom didn't believe me at all. She was just like, you're a kid. You're at the right age to have nightmares. I, have, I had crazy nightmares. I mean, in my nightmares, I was fighting, like, beings. Like, I was fighting all the time. And I would physically be fighting, too. Like, my grandmother and my mom, like, I would kick them. I would punch them. Because, like, in my dreams, I was fighting these things. Hmm. And so my mom just thought, "Well, this is your newest thing." My grandmother, though, well she was like, "Well, I can see your point," to my mother, she's like, "She's also never had just a recurring dream about one thing before." So she was, she kind of thought something was weird, and she brought it to my mom like, "Look, she clearly doesn't like it. You don't even really like it that much. I don't even know why you brought it home. Just sell it." I mean, and my mom was like, "No, let him do it." So one night my mom is working late my grandmother and myself are in the bed and i wake up to feeling a pressure on top of my body and i can move my arms though and i lift up the covers and underneath the covers is the black cat in the same shape that i used to see in my nightmares and it is now holding my lower body down and it smiles at me with these huge teeth and I scream a bloody murder. Oof. And so I scream wake the daylights out of my grandmother who's next to me and she's like, mommy was wrong? Which is what she would call me. Mm-hmm. She looks and can see it too. No. Yes. So she can Holy see it too. Holy
0: crap.
1: So she, because she did her spiritual practice she said a prayer from it and basically like in Spanish and basically told her to go after the prayer and so I feel this thing like you know like when a cat goes to jump off of you it presses its weight down and then it jumps uh-huh. well this is what the, what the little Mr. Panther with its green glowing eyes does to me jumps off of me jumps out the window Jeez. and I'm like M- mommy the cat the ca-. and I just keep saying it she's like it's okay go to sleep And lo and behold, I go to sleep. And that, which which is the craziest part for me, is I went back to sleep after that.
0: Oh, my God. What about your grandma? How the hell did she go back to sleep? She,
1: I don't know. She, I don't know what happened to her. It was like almost like (laughs) all of the eternal, like left my body, and I just went to sleep. So I wake up in the morning, sun's shining bright. I now were the side of the bed. I would normally sleep in the middle between the two of them, but I had decided to get up and come around the left side of the bed, which was where the window was, which is where I'd seen the cat jump out of. Okay. The blind is fine. The window is fine. But the screen behind the window has a huge hole in it that it did not have before. Ooh. And we did not have the window open. It was summer in Florida. You don't have the window open in oh, summer yeah. in Florida unless you're insane. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, That's crazy. So,
1: yes. And then even my mom had these little figurines that she had to line the windowsill. And some of them were broken, like just at the to be top. Hmm. And so I I was like kind of because when I woke up I felt really groggy and I didn't really completely remember what happened until like I saw that and I was like the cat and I was like no mm-hmm. what I, okay so I go to the bathroom and I wash up and everything and I it suddenly occurs to me that my legs hurt and I look down and I have sets of claw marks in my legs way. and i go to my grandmother and she like i was wearing shorts and mm-hmm. i am about to tell her like basically like oh crap like this was real she looks at my legs and she just goes oh my god and she comes and she grabs me and hugs me really tight and she goes we'll get rid of it today I'll know what she told my mother, but that cat statue was gone that day. I had I never had another problem with that with the cat statue.
0: Jeez. Oh yeah, so luckily it didn't yeah. get attached to you off of the Yeah. The object, right?
1: I got lucky really? on that one.
0: <laughs> and hopefully she didn't just sell it to some other person. Like maybe
1: I think she get, I think she did. I think she gave it away.
0: Oh, that poor person. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. The story continues, I guess, right? <laughs>
1: I'm sure they didn't keep it for very long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. The fact that you had claw marks on your body is just like solidifies mm-hmm. it. Plus your grandma saw it as well. Yes. So And it that's... was almost
1: like I was so tired that I could almost act like it was like I. It was like the same drowsiness that kind of like came over me once it was gone like that. It was almost like like my adrenaline went up. And then just disappeared and all that energy that went into it was now just gone and wow. I could go to sleep. And when I woke up, I was so I it was like I had taken like a bottle of NyQuil. Like I woke up and I was so drowsy. Yeah. And so I didn't even really fully remember what had happened until I saw that the hole and I was like, the hole, the oh oh. And I was cool. like oh it was kind of like okay. And then I walked to the bathroom and I it was almost like I didn't fully Understand what happened,
0: oh, processing it right, your, yes. your mind went through it, and then all of a sudden you look down, you see your when legs. I saw those
1: it, call marks, it, I was like, Oh,
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yep, holy moly!
1: The, the other experience I had that was as scary as that one. Um, so at this point, I knew that I had abilities, I knew that there were. Things in the house, I knew where they were, and I knew there was a thing that lived in the closet of my bedroom. It didn't really seem to have enough strength to turn into like a completely like human form, which I'm really happy about because that would have been more creepy. But basically what it would do is like, you know, like the shadow man. It's blacker than black. The black goes mm-hmm. around that bird. So that's what this thing was, except it was foggy. And, like, a little mess that was settled at the bottom of my closet bedroom. Now, what made it worse is that my closet bedroom, a boy had pushed me into the door. No, uh, No, he pushed me somewhere. And I got pissed, turned around, and shoved him. And he fell into the door and broke it off the hinge. So my punishment was I had to take the rest of the door off. And so I only had one door in my closet, not the other. So this little foggy thing i saw it every night when i was about to go to sleep like it wasn't like i didn't know it was there but i knew it couldn't leave the closet i didn't know what it was or why it couldn't leave the closet but i knew it couldn't leave the closet so i knew as long as i didn't go into the closet at nighttime i was okay and i would do what i called putting up a shield every night i would leave a light on so it's like haha you're over there eventually you're gonna get tired and go away and i'm getting over here i mean i was still terrified of it but like you know, I eventually felt kind of secure where I was knowing that I wouldn't go over there. So this particular day, I was extremely sick. Like, I was so sick. And, I mean, to the point that I'd stayed home from school, I'd slept probably 14 or 15 hours, I'd barely eaten. Um, I I was horrible. And I wake up in the middle of the night and my room was completely pitch dark and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't put on my shield I didn't yeah. turn on the light I, I didn't do my ritual and I was like, okay, so I did it so, then I don't seem to feel the thing in the closet and I'm like, did it get out? like, mm. where is it? like, this thing was always there, where is it? so I said, okay, you know, it's somewhere You know it can't leave the closet like it's fine don't worry about it like it's okay so then now at this point because i slept so long during the day i'm up at night and i'm bored and it occurs to me that i have to change one of my bags for school which the bag is in the closet the same Mm -hmm. closet of which i don't go in at night Mm. and i'm like i should go in there and just go get it i was like nah, no no <laughs> no 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 this is no this is how bad things happen just don't do it so <laughs> i like i'm i'm not gonna lie to you like i waited for like a good like two hours and i still didn't feel the thing in there and i was like okay and it cl- maybe it's just gone away maybe that's why i feel a little bit more comfortable going in the closet right now so i get up and you should see me. Like I'm creep- I'm like kind of creep into the closet, like ready to run if I need to. And I turn on the light, look around, don't see anything. And I'm like, okay, well I know this thing can't doesn't like light either. So I so, said, yeah, I'm good. I go to get the bag, and in my head I hear, move, <gasps> and like loudly, like if somebody mm-hmm. shouted at me. And I step out of the closet and everything in the closet comes down right where I was standing. Oh. Everything. Every shelf that was in the wall. There were bins that, and don't get me wrong, on the the closet was a big walk-in closet. On the left hand side, there were like storage bins and there were a bag all the way up to the top of the closet. Um, Where the like shelving area was and there were bags on the top so I can understand that side coming down I can understand it from it being weight But not where I was. I was on the right With the (laughs) lightest stuff and I knew like in my mind I would always look at those bins and be like That's really like I swear it's gonna come down one day Let me not put any added pressure. So I would keep all my stuff like in my dresser I had rarely ever anything in there unless it was long such as a long messenger bag, which is what I needed Right. everything just came down exactly where I was standing. Jeez. And I just started crying. And my parents, um, they get up and they run out. And they're like, because it sounded like a huge explosion, I guess, to them. And they mm. were dead asleep and they run out. And my dad comes in and he's like, oh my God. He's like, what happened? I'm like, the thing. I was like, the thing made everything fall. Like I, Like, at this point, I know it. Like, now I know why I couldn't find it. Because it was just waiting.
0: He was, like, trying, to, was cool. trying to get you to come in. I was playing a little yes. cat and mouse with you.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was crying. And my mom, like, she didn't believe me at all. She didn't believe that was. And my dad's sister, he goes, he goes, I, I believe her. And she goes, well, why? And he goes, because look at the wall. All the screws were still in the wall. The shelves had been pulled so hard that they'd broken off. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yes. Yes. Me and the little black foggy thing after that, he wasn't in the closet anymore. <laughs> he
0: oh, it. where was he? <laughs>
1: yeah, um uh he was sent back to where he needed to go.
0: <laughs> oh I figured
1: out how to do that really fast after that.
0: <laughs> Jeez, no kidding. Yeah. Oh yep. How, <laughs> how, how do you do that? Is that like something that like when did this happen? You were really young. Like there's no internet that you can just look this up and find out like how do I get yeah. rid of the black soggy thing in my closet you know what no, I mean
1: I think it, I think when this happened I mean I was still young but I did have a computer so I was maybe I had to, I had to have been 13 because that's mm-hmm. when my dad came into my life was around 12 to 13 so I had to have been 13 and I think at this point like I would look up like because all those like a haunting started coming out so mm-hmm. basically I just told the thing like nice try you can't stay here and I was really firm and I it's a little technical but like I've dealt with ghosts and I've dealt with two demons and I've dealt with entities and I deal with like a lot of different things and so I have learned that there's something in me that like no matter what it is I'm dealing with we are like at a level playing ground you are not about to not listen to what I have to say and if I tell you to go you are going to go and if I have to fight you I will but you are leaving and so when I like bring out whatever that forces in me or that Mm -hmm. assists me it Goes. It doesn't have a chance to. So it's kind of like you know, in, in a haunting where they tell the person, "You need to tell this thing to leave. You need to take ownership back of your house." Or mm-hmm. you know, in the reenactment, they'll have the medium or the person, the whoever it is, come and say, "Leave." Like this is not your home. This is the family's home. And they say it with like a type of authority. And and it's that. It's like, no matter what it is, when you say it with a way that like they can't push you off of that foundation that you have they're kind of uh-huh. like okay you know, at this point this is not worth my time or this person's not going to uh, they're not going to fall, fall for my tricks anymore no
0: yeah. it's gonna be a little bit really harder bad, for them to to do anything yes.
1: yeah and if you have something that's really bad like well, i mean it depends on how much it really wants to keep messing around with you yeah. um how far it'll keep trying to push you but with me that just doesn't work because I'm lucky that I have something that assists me when I'm doing these things. Oof. But, and then I also found out that, so, like I said, I knew there was a portal in the closet in the third bedroom. At this time, I was saying second. I knew that the thing in the closet didn't come from the third bedroom, I knew it was something that came from the second. I didn't understand why. And one day, my mom had brought down all the bins. She started going through them and she found this three-way mirror and it was three different panels. It was a gold antique mirror. She gave it to me and I almost broke it. And she's wow. like, What is wrong with you? And I said, This does not need to be at the house, get it out. And she's like, Ooh. Why? I said, get it out of the house.
0: Ooh. And
1: so this same this is basically the same voice, the same authoritative voice that I use with the ghost, I used with her. Yeah. And she knows that like when I'm like that. It doesn't matter how you feel or what's going on. You need to listen to what I'm saying. And I realized when I held that thing that the little foggy cloud mist came from that mirror, it was attached to the mirror. Huh. And so we got it out of the house. I mean, it wasn't attached to it anymore, but I guess I just felt like something else could come through it. And it had the same sort of like it was almost like I was holding the fog in my hand when I picked up that mirror. Wow. And I don't know where it came from. I knew it was an an antique of some sort. I don't know what happened. But I was just like, I wasn't looking to find out. I was just like, get it out the house. I don't care what you do with it, get it out. And she got it out of the house and we were good to go.
0: Yeah, because I've heard of other people saying that mirrors can can be like a gateway or some sort of a portal itself, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, that's those are some really, really creepy and scary stories, Melissa. I, yeah. That's, that's nuts. So why don't you now just tell the listeners where they can find The Haunted Ride and a sure. little bit about The Haunted Ride.
1: Um. So The Haunted Ride is a paranormal spiritual podcast. Uh, we talk about everything. We talk about ghosts. We talk about demons. We talk about angels. We talk about psychic messages. We talk about um, ways to grow spiritually and how to understand universal messages so we kind of cover everything on every side of every spectrum
0: that's awesome
1: <laughs> thank you
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you can find the podcast on any podcast player it's the haunted ride and you can also find us on twitter at haunted ride facebook instagram pinterest at the haunted ride and we also have a youtube uh if you just search the haunted ride you'll find that because i if i gave you all the numbers it would just sound confused. <laughs>
0: no that's great well first i I was i'm really happy to have you on the show and you told some really insanely scary stories so thanks for kind of coming on and taking over and making this the the haunted ghost train ride that was awesome (laughs) thanks so much for being on board with us
1: yes yes thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it this is such an amazing podcast and you're an awesome person so thank you so much for having me on
0: well thanks for being so nice about me (laughs) Um, I'm going to, as I'm editing this show, I'm definitely going to be listening a little bit harder to try and see if I can pick up on any kind of things in the background. And I want all the listeners to do the same to see if they can pick up anything in the background of, of our conversation here of maybe Melissa's, what would you call it? Spiritual guide?
1: Yeah. My little guide who likes to talk to everybody. If she yeah, pops maybe. in.
0: <laughs> Sometimes can be a bit rude, but uh, that's Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to be on your show pretty soon, right?
1: Yes, you are. I'm very excited. So, you guys need to tune in on both shows.
0: This is going to be really, really fun. So, thanks for having me on your show. And all my listeners get over there to the haunted ride so that you can come listen to me on the haunted ride. Thanks for being on board with us. And good luck sleeping tonight, Melissa. (laughs) You too. That wraps up Melissa's spooky stories. I hope you enjoyed them. I want to thank Melissa for taking the time to sit down and chat with me, and I want to thank you, the passengers, for coming along and showing such amazing support for both of our shows. Now, can you imagine what it was like for her as a child having to deal with two horrible, nasty entities like she had to? I mean, I really can't! She's one tough SOB, that's for damn sure! Now, have you ever experienced anything like Melissa? Just know that you're not alone. This is a safe place to talk about these issues. I hope it can help someone out there. If you want to hear this conversation continue, head on over to The Haunted Ride and find my episode, and this is where Melissa and I discuss my sleep paralysis, what has recently been happening at my brother's haunted house, what I think the root of the evil in this home is, and how it's affecting him and his family until the next train gets in the station. Good luck sleeping tonight.